Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Every week, Dad and I sit down and look at a haunted location around Australia. But Dad and I were talking just before the episode this week. And Dad mentioned that this story takes place quite near where he grew up, which is a place called Armadale. Now, it seems pretty unusual and kind of, you know, serendipitous to have a story that took place near where you were born and grew up and were raised. So we thought we would slip back to the old format of the show, which for loyal listeners is as follows. Dad and I have a phone conversation, and Dad tells me a story. So, none of the kind of, you know, intros and outros and sound bites and interviews, it's just Dad telling us a story. So, this week, on the final episode for this year of Loose Units, The Shadow Files, we thought we'd go back to the basics. Dad is going to tell us a story that took place near where he grew up. Dad, how would you describe Armadale to people who've not been there before? Well, Armadale, it's in the New England area. Mm-hmm. And just that that sort of phraseology, New England, would indicate it's bloody freezing. Yeah. Um, hence some of the best lambs in Australia. Is it quite near, uh, it's quite near Tamworth, isn't it? Mm, yeah, Tamworth is kind of south, but down on the, um, on the flat, shall we say. Yeah, okay. Then you go up these mountains called the Moonbees or Moonbees. I mean, Armadale has the university, the University of New England. It's also got a teacher's college where... Uh, your grandmother went, and I went to school there. I went to a yes. girls' school, as I've told everyone. Yep. And if I just leave it at that, that kind of sounds quite exciting. And it was exciting, going to a girls' school. And then there's this eerie place outside of Armadale, north of Armadale, called Black Mountain. Okay. Isn't that ominous? A little bit. Yeah. And just north of Black Mountain is a town called Gyra. Have you ever heard of Gyra? No, so I'm assuming it's a pretty small, unassuming mm. place. I mean, yeah. when when I went to Armadale, which has, you know, not been for many decades, but when mm. I was there last, it already felt quite small and quite isolated. Mm. Mm. I find country towns, to be honest with you, and I know we've got a lot of country listeners, mm-hmm. but I kind of find country towns, I guess because I lived in a country town for so long. Mm-hmm. In fact, I live in lots of country towns. And as a young kid, it was mind-blowing. I just, I had free reign. I just go out in the morning, come back at night as a three-year-old. Sure. Um, maybe a four-year-old. Sure. So, um, you know, you feel safe in, or you used to feel really safe in country towns. But when I go to country towns now, I kind of feel a little bit sad. I don't know whether that's just me, but I kind of get a little bit, it's just a bit quiet. It's a bit, everyone sort of in, is in their houses doing things and... Yeah, so, I mean... Country towns are known for people doing things in houses. Nowhere else, though. But I understand. I mean, it is... Because you live basically right in the heart of it with mum. You live, you know, right near the city. Mm. 
And, you know, you grew up in a country town, so you've probably moved away from that. But when I think about spooky stories, if I was a ghost, I think I would basically go to as isolated a place as possible so that mm. there'd be very little... Because when there's other stuff happening around, it's probably much harder to get scared because there's, you know, there's life and there's all mm. kinds of things happening. Mm. But if it's mm. just you in the middle of nowhere... I know. Paul, look, when we started this series, mm. we did a lot of investigative research. Yes. Both of us. And I took copious notes. Mm. And we came up with sort of a bit of a list of, you know, the season, at least part one of the season. Yeah. Part two to be continued early next, next year. year. Yeah. And, um, you know, Paul, I was going through my notes and I just, it was like a beacon on a faraway mountain flashing in red. And there was this story that I'd never mentioned to you. And yet I was aware of it. And when I got home this morning, I... I started doing this crazy research and I I just it's it's ostensibly some people feel some paranormal investigators feel that this story is the most terrifying haunting that, that has baffled investigators since 1921 and this took place in kind Gaira. of close to yeah, where you grew up. Okay, yeah. so how far from Armadale is Gyro in terms of like a drive? You'd get there in on a good day, half an hour. Right. So it's close. Yeah, it's 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 a funny name. It's kind of a town between two towns. Um, so I kind of think. Do you, what do you know about poltergeists, Paul? Apart from the film with the girl and the TV and mm. the, you know, built on an Indian burial ground, mm. a, a poltergeist, from what I understand, now, is that a ghost that, like, haunts the structure of the house? Look, it, yes, you're right. Um, and again, I was doing some research into poltergeists and I was quite, I was quite shocked at the number of cases, right? Well documented cases around the world. Um, believe it or not, Paul, in the last, say 30 years and some of them are just baffling but there's a there's a common denominator with pretty well every single case of a poltergeist and that What's is that? that it's a female it's a young girl pretty well every single time and and then when you sort of correlate all that information about poltergeists this particular case in Gyra was um it, it related to a 12-year-old girl and she was undergoing great trauma. Her sister, when she was 12, her older sister who was, who'd had a baby, mm-hmm. passed away. And this 12-year-old girl called Minnie Bowen, and there's a photograph of her that I'm looking at, and it's just quite, oh, it's just depressing looking at it. And she had a reputation for never, ever smiling. And, you know, we don't know why she didn't smile, but she was clearly traumatised by having to look after this young girl that belonged to her sister. But also, you know, she still had to go to school. And in a tiny, tiny little town like Gyra in 1920, you know, it would have been tough. And um, and how would a young girl or boy, for that matter, but let's concentrate because the, the whole thing about the poltergeist is the sort of the targeting of young girls mm. at that particular age so that 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 is a very very strong consistent um sort of line that travels through pretty well every reported case which i find quite astonishing because all these cases are completely unrelated of course and 
what happened was, um, and it's so, when I talk about this, Paul, I kind of, it sends shudders through my spine because it's such an interesting thing that manifested itself. And, And in a nutshell, Paul, and listeners, what happened was that if you were an occupant inside Minnie's house, and it was a rather sort of sad, sort of drab house in this kind of really quiet, remote town. And basically, you would hear, it sounded as though many, many stones were being thrown <clears throat> onto the house, onto the roof, onto um, sort of against the outside of the house. Now, immediately one would hypothesize and think, well, it's just, you know, local boys, you know, I know I'm sort of generalizing, but boys tend to be little shits and they'd be throwing stones and, and harassing this poor young girl. And it became very, very, um, it was out of control. And then there were cases of things inside the house that were moving. And I can sense that people would be going, yeah, you know, moving furniture, you know, ridiculous. But it got so bad that the detectives and police in Sydney, they sent a whole large group of them to this town of Gyra to investigate the supernatural attacks. The New South Wales state government, as I said, was so sort of in awe of what was happening because of the, the sort of the thumping. And what happened was when the police arrived, and get ready for this, to the people that were standing, the police that were standing outside this house, the thumping, this demonic thumping seemed to be coming from within the house but get ready. On When the police went inside the house, can you guess what happened? No. The thumping was coming from outside the house. So if you were inside the house, the thumping was coming from outside. If you were outside the house, the thumping was coming from within the house. How fucking horrific is that? That is weird. And it's sort of ugh, I'm getting all the weird goosebumps. And there were people, there were lots of theories about young boys with catapults, but the police had created this incredible cordon around the house so that, you know, no, no, it wasn't possible for that to be happening. I mean, you know, and you can imagine the young boys being shit scared of the local police and and these that were actually police that had been brought in, but it made world news and it's regarded as one of the the greatest unsolved cases uh, in Australian history. And I we were going to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it very early on in the season, but somehow or other it just, um, you know, it just sort of got lost in the in the paperwork, and um, so what they're saying. One of the theories is that because of the trauma these young girls go through, it manifests itself into sort of this extreme sort of rage, and she couldn't sort of communicate or or vent to anyone, and, and it manifested itself as this this sort of terrible sort of thing, this this sort of this presence in the house, and then ultimately all. The windows in the house were smashed. They were just literally blowing out. To have witnessed something like that back then, I mean, to witness it now would be terrible. But if you go back in in time, where people's sort of super superstitions were probably more more heightened in that time, mm. and um, and another weird thing too 
is that the father... The, the police put this down to a lot of incredible stress from the girl, but they believed that her dead half-sister, who'd had the little baby, was actually manifesting herself. And one of the really kind of weird things is that the girl's father was um, fairly young and this girl that had had the baby was actually Minnie's half-sister. And the theory also is that perhaps that um, the f- her father may have also been the father of the baby. So we're talking, you know, incest as well. Right. So it kind of leads itself to some, you know, pretty, pretty bad things. And When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. This is back in 1921, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's obviously, I don't want to cast dispersions on different eras, but you know, um, people may have been a tad dumber back then. I mean, because you've just got to, there's less access to information. There's, le- you know, there's no, it'd be very easy, is what I'm saying, in the middle of the small, like the highlands, you know, near Armadale, it would be quite easy in 1921, I assume, to succumb to, you know, hysteria, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, once the family's being hassled, that's one thing. And then, so like you said, you know, there's stones being thrown and there's kind of stuff being like pelted at the house. And 
you know, rocks were falling through the 12-year-old Minnie's window and that kind of contributed to the trauma which she was going through. And Mm. then I'm just going to read from this article here. As the attacks continued, the Bowen family became the center of media frenzy. The town became spooked and around 60 to 80 volunteers formed a wall around the home night after night, which is when the attacks generally occurred. Mm. The stone throwing ceased, although thumping on the walls continued and came, it was believed, from inside the house. By this time, the folk at Gyra were afraid and slept with loaded guns at the ready. In one case, a woman slept with a revolver under her pillow, which was found by her son, who put a bullet in his sister's head, believing it was a toy. Jesus Christ. So, here we go. The police suspected Minnie Bowen was behind the disturbance. Although one night, under close watch from a sergeant who was sitting a yard from Minnie, the thumps on the house continued and were, as he stated, sufficient to shake the cottage to its foundations. They were also audible to those standing a hundred yards from the house... After nights of this preparing traps and finding nothing, the sergeant finally broke under the strain and left for a rest. He became convinced that some supernatural agency was at work. Furthermore, a journalist from the Sydney Morning Herald, Jesus, described Minnie, and this is, this is an interesting point. So this reporter described Minnie as tall, thin, and dark with peculiar, dark, introspective eyes that never seem to miss any movement in a room. When she speaks to you, she never smiles. She seems to look beyond or through you. He continued, she has a rather uncanny aptitude for anticipating questions almost before they are asked and answering them. What I find weird about that, Dad, is if you put aside all the kind of supposed psychic fufara, what you've got is a general distrust of little girls, because they look a bit eepy cray, but this girl, from the sounds of it, had been relentlessly bullied and tormented and was living in the middle of nowhere. So, Mm. I mean, Mm. can you blame her for being a bit goth? No, definitely not. But also, Paul, what, what needs to be factored in is that the parents were so... I mean, on a, on, a, on a good day in a country town when everything's sweet, you pretty well know everyone. I can today drive to Armadale, a place where I have not been for 50 years, mm. and I will, people will say, oh, g'day, John, and I'll, and I'll recognise people. And um, so what happened was that Minnie's parents... They decided under under great stress to move to the grandmother's house in Glen Ennis, which is 60 kilometres north of Gyra, okay? Mm, mm. So there they are. And then after a few days of peace, guess what happens? It all starts again. Oh, jeez. Okay. It may, it's just, it's not to do with the house. It's to do with the, it's, it's the girl. To this very day, digressing slightly, I mean, there are two films that have really messed with my mind. Two mm. in my life. One's The Exorcist, which is quite frankly so bad. I, I just I can't even. I would never ever like if I, I could not sit down and watch The Exorcist now with the sun. Really? No, couldn't really? do it because it's 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 bad. But the other film that really I found so terrible was um was The Poltergeist. Did you find that scary? No, not really. I mean, for me, if a film, if a horror film has like a good plot, I mean, a really good plot, if it's well made and it's not just about the scares, it's about the story. And if the story is handled well, then I don't mind. I don't care how scary it is, right? Because the, like the, um, that's why I like the conjuring films, because the story is the primary driving force. Same with William Friedkin's, you know, The Exorcist and the same with uh, The Poltergeist. Mm. They both are such good stories. I kind of don't mind getting scared. The problem is when you flip that ratio and you have amazing special effects and great scares, but zero plot that makes sense. Mm. I kind of feel untethered. And at that point, it just feels like cruelty. But no, neither of those films scared me. But I will say this. I love them both. 
They're mm. incredible stories. Paul, um, also, it's it's important that, you know, there were people in the family that said that, and this is under sort of, you know, being interrogated by detectives from Sydney, mm. like, you're not going to stuff around with these. You're not going to bullshit. I don't think you're going to bullshit these. It's, no, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. Moving home and the whole trauma and, and just being, just, it's, the whole thing's very distressing. But there were people that said, and family members, that Minnie could make a piano play. Okay, by mm. not, by not touching it, mm. and she could make chairs move and move around the room, and you know I find it sort of um, I find it rather kind of freaky. It's it's definitely a story that's um, yeah, well it's I'm, unsolved. I mean, I can make chairs move around a room as if I can pick them up. I mean, yeah, how much yeah. of this is just a town? becoming convinced that this girl is evil and then hysteria setting in and then rumor setting in and then maybe a few dickheads kind of just adding fuel to the fire and then pointing at her and going, it was her. Like, is it possible that this was literally a, not literally, but, you know, pretty much the equivalent of a witch hunt where people decided that this girl was creepy and unnatural and then just kind of piled on? Mm. Paul, um, I guess also, and, and you can draw inferences, but what I'm about to say is, based on my vast experience going to terrible incidents in my careers, both police and fire brigade, and also work cover, but something rather, rather bizarre happened to Minnie in 1989. Um, Minnie was run over by a car, okay, but she was decapitated. Now, that is, in itself, extremely unusual. What, Hang on, what, how, is that un, how is that unusual? There aren't too many accidents, motor vehicle accidents, where people are decapitated, I can assure you. How old was she? 89. So if an 89-year-old woman gets hit by a car, I'm assuming bits might just come off, right? Not oh, you're so funny, Paul. Bits come off. That's a classic. That is a classic. I love it. Bits come off. You don't think it's possible that, you know, just she just got knocked very oh, hard? Oh, God, and you're just- so funny. That's one of the... Fuck, that's brilliant. Just the way you put it, Paul, I think. I guess to to sort of simulate um, what your theory is about it, if you're an old person, just bits come off. I guess you'd have to sort of line people up and and sort of pretend they were crash test dummies and yeah. basically hit them with, with cars. That is the most horrible image. And it's just not worth... It's just not worth experimenting, is it? No. Um, look, I'm just... I just don't see how that is super creepy. You know what's funny? I'm hearing this story. I'm not hearing anything that screams to me that this is objectively a poltergeist. Um, and I'm, I, I, maybe, maybe I'm alone in that. It sounds like what we're dealing with here is basically a town deciding a little girl is weird and evil and then piling on. That's what it sounds like to yeah, me. I mean, what what about know. the reaction from the New South Wales government to send a, a, a whole, like a decent con- contingent of, of detectives? To the town that stayed there for many, many weeks. Don't you find mm. that quite bizarre? Yeah, I find that bizarre, but I find that bizarre on an administrative level <laughs> as opposed to a, you know, you know what I mean? Like, if you've got enough people complaining about a thing and they sense, look, it's odd, but at the same time, it's the 20s in, you know, country Victoria, you know, in country New South Wales. I don't, I have no idea what happened, but I'm, dad, seriously, this is also a worthy topic to kind of segue into. I have become such a skeptic this season. I was so open-minded when we kicked off. It's not that I'm naysaying everything. I have a private little belief system and, you know, whatever. 
But I heard this story and just went, oh man, this town was really mean to this little girl. And then, of course, there's accounts of them kind of heading off to this other house to kind of get away from it all. And then, you know... So yeah, like you said, the family heads back to Glen Innes, and there's an account here that says, while the family were having dinner in Glen Innes, a stone smashed through the dining room window. A constable was then requested and remained in the house, reporting many stones being thrown against the walls and roof. The constable believed the noises emanated from inside, while a neighbor stated she saw a stone fall directly onto the roof and that it was impossible it had been thrown from the ground. I mean... Yeah, that's great, but how do we know that people didn't just like hear that that weird girl was staying out of town and then, you know get on their bikes, follow her there, and help the house with stuff. Yes, I mean- but Paul, but what about the police that were outside the house hearing the noises coming from within the house? Yeah, it's acoustics, you know? It's like... It, I, I, I d- for me, this is not... I mean, look, there's certain things that I would regard as uber creepy. If you see someone floating off the ground, or if you see, like, weird lights blaring out of a house in an era when lights couldn't do that, or... But this is just like thump, like a thumping. Having said that, Dad, I will say this. If I was there and if I heard those noises and someone was naysaying me on a podcast, you know, 90 years later, I'd be pretty pissed because I'd have some strong opinions. So, mm. no, it's know. good to have opinions. And I think it's good that we, um, you know, but the case, um, it, it made international news back in the 1920s. Mm. Um, and I think that's, I think it's worthy of, um, of definitely further investigation and, I think, uh, bearing in mind that both houses still stand and there are residents in living in both the houses and, you know, they've said that there's nothing untoward at all that's happened. But that also, in my opinion, is a good thing in that it, for me, from an evidentiary point of view, pulls everything back to the girl. Okay. Okay. So that's my hypothesis. Yeah, okay. Well, look, I don't know whether we've figured out whether Gyra is haunted or not, but we've certainly had an interesting story. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. This is the final episode for this season of The Shadow Files. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. It's been an absolute treat. We cannot wait to get back to you early next year. We've had such a great time, you know, kind of experimenting with the format. So if you want to keep in touch with us over the Christmas break, head across to facebook.com forward slash loose units. Feel free to send us tips for the next half of this season in early next year when we'll actually start looking at some other sites. Because Dad and I are really looking forward to getting on the road and actually, you know, exploring these places together. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Bye. Cheerio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.